Welcome to Extension Out Loud, a podcast from Cornell Cooperative Extension. I'm Paul Treadwell, and here we are in the middle of summer. It seems like a good time to talk about boating and boat safety. And for our conversation today, I talked to David White, who is with New York Sea Grant. He's the Recreation and Tourism Specialist and Associate Director of the Great Lakes Research Consortium. Dave, when we talk about boats, that's a pretty large term. I mean, I think of tugboats, I think of ocean liners, but when we talk about boat safety in New York State, what kind of boats are we talking about? You know, what I always refer to people is if you can ride on it or in it, you should consider it a boat. Okay. Uh, and that way you just start right off from whether it's a paddleboard, paddle, pedalboard, kayak, canoe, powerboat, pontoon boat, up to a yacht. You know, those are all forms of boats. We have them all in New York, throughout the Finger Lakes, the Great Lakes, across the state. We just have awesome vessels and each one of them has a different set of safety requirements, but there's a lot of basics and you always got to start with life jackets. Okay. So even if you're on a pedal board, just puddling around in your pond, you should have a life jacket? Absolutely. In fact, if you're on a paddle board, we'll start with the requirement. You're required to have a life jacket on board every vessel, the right size, the right shape, U.S. Coast Guard approved, I always remind people it has to say U.S. Coast Guard approved on it because there's a lot of places where you can get them from overseas that they are not U.S. Coast Guard approved. Under the age of 12, have to have it on at all times when they're underway. If you're on a personal watercraft, you're being pulled behind, you have to have a life jacket on. So there's some confusion, but when it comes to paddle safety, you don't have to wear it, but there's no place else to put it. You know, I've got a paddleboard. I have a pedal paddleboard. I've got the kayak. If you don't have it on, you have it strapped someplace. And the whole concept is it has to be accessible. So if you're on a paddleboard, kayak, one thing to be looking at maybe is an inflatable, especially if you're on a paddleboard. The inflatables are great. I'm a huge fan of inflatables. You know, they don't mess with your tan. You can get them to match. <laughs> All the important stuff that people think about when they're out on the boat. So baseline requirement of a life jacket is really there for us. Okay. So when you say inflatable, I always think of, you know, airline safety and you can reach under your seat and pull that. Is, is that the same thing or are we talking about a different beast? <laughs> it kind of looks like that. I have one that's a fanny pack. It's all folded up or the around the collar horseshoe kind, but you know, they're enclosed. They look really nice. But when you pull the lever, it is the same as if you were on an airplane. It really, it's the same basic concept. It's got a CO2 cartridge on it and it inflates. So whenever you go out, if you're going to set foot on a paddleboard, a kayak, your rowboat, any kind of boat you're on, you should have a life jacket that's Coast Guard approved. Yes, absolutely. So that's baseline for every watercraft. Absolutely. It's what will provide everybody the safety and security they need to have, as I say. So you're going to survive until you're rescued. And that's what having a good life jacket on board. And then every vessel has to have a sound producing device. So all of those vessels I just talked about, every life jacket I own, I have a whistle on. So wherever I am, I have a sound produced. And that, again, is just so you can get people's attention if you're in the water. And then depending on the type of vessel, we start talking about flares and fire extinguishers and flags and all the other requirement and recommended equipment you have to have on board. And the more intense your boat is, if you will, or the more product you have on board, then the more safety equipment you have to have for yourself and everybody else. Okay. So kayak, I should have my life jacket and my whistle. Absolutely. Let's jump into what are the most common boating accidents that people have? What are we protecting ourselves against? A couple of things. One is just lack of attention. Boating is family friendly fun. I mean, you always have to go there. I mean, that's what we want to like about boating. We have great waterways across New York State. So it is just a fun thing to do with the family, with your friends, or even if you're just out for your own solo day. And it's easy to lose track of attention into what's going on around you. So it's being attentive, being prepared. 
And I always remind people, take 15 minutes to prepare yourself before you go out to make sure you've got all the safety gear to make your mind is in the right place. If you're going to be out having an adult beverage, do you have someone who's going to be able to drive the boat in your place? Everybody's going to need to be certified and have taken the course by 2025. So, you know, if you've got some young kids and you can get them certified to operate the boat, you've got a designated driver with you at all times. So what is the certification that you're speaking of? In New York State, boaters have to take an eight-hour course. They can take it online or in person from all of our friends in blue, Coast Guard Auxiliary, Sheriff. I'm a volunteer instructor with the state of New York. By 2025, it's called Brianna's Law. Everybody who operates a motorized vessel in the state of New York will have to have taken the course and passed it and have their certificate. So if I have a kayak and I put a little electric motor on it to putter around for fishing, I would still have to take the course? Yeah, you make a great point because a lot of people are now doing that. They'll put an engine, you know, back in the day, you put an engine on a canoe. There were actually mechanisms to do that. You'll see a lot of people putting an electric motor. So it is whether, <laughs> whether it's propane, electric, gas, or diesel or solar, they are all motors. So as soon as you take and put any kind of propulsion on sailboat, paddle craft, you've turned it into a powerboat and you actually have to register as a powerboat and you have to have all the required equipment of a powerboat because now you have power propulsion. So you've actually changed from a paddle craft or a sail craft to a power craft. So you have to now conform to all the requirements of a power craft. I'm not a big boater. So is it just my ignorance that makes all this surprising to me? Or is this common knowledge across the boating community? I'm loving hearing it in your voice because <laughs> not. it's just something that I hear from a lot of folks. Well, no, I don't need to have that because I'm just putting a small electric motor on. You still have all of the same issues of you're now in a moving craft. Now I got a battery on board. So you've added a whole different dimension to the paddle craft and turning it into a power craft. So you have to be prepared for that. It's those kind of things. And sure, we take it for granted. We really don't think about it. But then once you do, you begin to think, well, yeah, because I am now under power. So on my kayak, I go from needing to have a life jacket and a whistle. I put my <laughs> electric motor on it. Now what do I need? Depending on the size of your kayak, you might need a fire extinguisher, you might need a flare, you might need a rescue flag. So again, you begin to ratchet up because now you're under power and you become a power boat. So actually then the guy paddling by you, he has the right of way over you. And it's just something that a lot of us haven't thought about because these are small engines, like you say, to putter around, but you've added some different dimension to that vessel that you just have to be prepared for. Do you have any idea what are the proportion of, how do we want to say, non-powered versus powered boats? Uh, are most people, do they own powered boats or do they own like kayaks, canoes, things like that? The numbers vary region by region, body of water by body of water. But I will tell you the wonderful thing is because of the proliferation of paddle boards and kayaks, pedal boards, pedal kayaks into the industry, we brought a whole new group of folks into the family of boating. And I just think it's fabulous. I have a inflatable paddleboard and an inflatable kayak that would easily fit in the front trunk of a Volkswagen Beetle. And a very small percentage of the audience that's listening to this understands what I mean by that. But for the rest of the world, it's the size of a tent or a small backpack. So you get folding paddles with it. You can have your inflatable life jacket. So all of a sudden you've opened boating to the entire society, which I think is just fabulous because it's a great opportunity to take advantage of the wonderful waterways, whether you're up in the Adirondacks, the Catskills, the Finger Lakes, out west, across the state of New York, being able to participate in it. And, you know, I keep telling folks what a great way to welcome folks into the family of boating, but to get them started on a paddleboard or a kayak. Just to get ridiculous here, if I took my tube and I was going to be tubing down the Asopus and I put a motor on it, 
Um, number one, you can't do that because a tube, if you look at it, it says this is a toy. Okay. Most of those products, if you look at them, say this is a toy. Now let's transfer that over. And now you're going to be towed by a boat on that toy. That toy is no different than a surfboard, a pair of skis, or anything else that you want to be pulled on behind a boat, you need to have a life jacket on. And we'll take it one step farther. If it's, let's say, a personal watercraft, if you are towing someone behind a personal watercraft, it has to be a three-person personal watercraft because you need to have room for the operator, the spotter, and in case something happens to that person in the water behind you, you need to be able to rescue them and bring them back to shore. So, you know, a lot of folks will have a two-seater jet ski and they're pulling somebody behind it. Well, if something happens to that person, they can't get them back to shore. Or a lot of times you'll see a two or three person jet ski and they're pulling like four or five people on a raft behind it. And again, it's fun. And as we always say, oh, nothing can go wrong. And they're correct. (laughs) Nothing goes wrong until it does. So if I'm going to water ski, I just can't go out with my buddy Fred and jump on the skis. Well, I can, but I'm not doing it safely or legally. Correct. Is it legal or is it just a matter of safety? Is, is there a law that says this has to be yes, the way? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What laws do dictate what um, small boat owners have to adhere to? I mean, how do you find out about those things? Yeah, we're fortunate in New York. Our partners in New York State Parks have an awesome website. It has all of the boating information. It has all the information on getting your certificate. Boating is family-friendly fun. What we're talking about is all the prep time so that when you're out on the water, you're just having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go online. There's online boating safety classes you can take. You can get registered for it. They have the boater guide that tells you for the type of boat you have, what kind of equipment you need to have on board. I got in a great discussion yesterday with one of the neighbors that, you know, he was going to be going out night fishing. And I said, you have to have a white all around light on board. And he goes, what for? And I'm like, so people can see you tonight. We don't have headlights. So, you know, it's different. That booklet that's online tells you all the things and it. it tells you about the type of craft you have. So it will tell you if you have a paddle craft, what safety gear do you need to have? What are the rules of the road? Again, if you take that paddlecraft and put an engine on, what do you need to have if you're in a 15-foot boat? What do you need to have if you're in a 26-foot power boat? So all of that's listed. So it's all right there. I say to folks, your safety equipment, just I travel with my boat safety kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing demonstrations. And in that small Tupperware container is all of the safety gear I need. I check it at the beginning of the year. I make sure it's all correct. It's, you know, the flares are not outdated. The fire extinguisher works. And I just have it all right there. And it says right on it, boat safety kit. So if there's ever a problem, there it is. And I hope I never have to open it, but I'm well prepared in case I do. Insurance. That's good to know. If people want to find out more about your work at Sea Grant, check the website. Is that how they would do it? And the best way is to check our website. You know, use your favorite search engine if you want to find out more about laws. Again, State Parks has a great website. U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary, our partners there have a great website. DEC has a great website with a lot of the launch ramps. If you are a paddlecraft person, here's a challenge to you as we're coming out of COVID. Pick a different body of water every weekend to go to. Find a launch ramp, launch your kayak, make sure you're cleaning it before you go out to remove any invasive species. We got our clean, drain, dry program going on. So make sure you're not transporting any invasive species. But New York has a wealth of water-based resources. We have canals, rivers, streams, ponds, lakes, big lakes, little lakes. What a great thing to do with your family. If you're getting into paddlecraft, pick a different location to go every weekend. And I would guess within an hour drive of everybody in New York, they could go someplace different every weekend during the summer. 
Well, thanks, Dave, for taking your time out. Uh, I know it's a busy time of year for you. We appreciate your sage wisdom and advice here. And uh, <laughs> hope everybody has an enjoyable time out on the water and stay safe. Absolutely. Thanks for having me and have a fun, family-friendly time out on New York waterways. Thanks for listening to this episode. Extension Out Loud was produced and edited by Paul Treadwell. For more about this episode, including show notes and more, visit extensionoutloud.com. And be sure to subscribe to Extension Out Loud on your favorite podcast directory.